In today's show, it's time for Dynasty Rookie Ranks for Fantasy Basketball. It's time for Michael Bolton. Hopefully, he's here. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. Hopefully, they also cover me for choking as I'm speaking because that's just what happened. Also, thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. So here we are. Dynasty Rookie Ranks. It's not a straight list. It's not one through, I think, 82 guys I've got ranked here. It sort of is, but it isn't. It's split into tiers because, you know, especially in a draft this flat, it's hard to differentiate a lot of guys. In general, this is weighted towards category leagues, but... I reckon you can use the same sort of framework in a points league. Someone who does get dinged for poorer percentages can get maybe a little bit of a boost if we're talking points leagues. Um, But overall, I think you can use this relatively just straight up. Now, of course, in dynasty leagues, it's not about what's going to happen next season. You're probably looking at a five to six year window, I reckon, when I'm trying to give these rankings, and that's hard to do. I've changed a little bit of the formula that I use this year. I'm using college slash Euro, Euro stats and translations to the NBA. I'm using um, draft equity, how much faith a franchise or the NBA has in a player as to where they were picked, plus their age. If you're 22 and putting up the same numbers as someone who's 19 and picked in the same range, the 19-year-old gets the benefit because you're going to have them further away from their prime at a for a longer time. So all those things are factored in here. When we do this. Now, this is not going to be anywhere near 100% right. It's impossible to do. All right, but it gives you an idea of what I'm thinking, where these players sit in the scheme of things. It includes undrafted players, two-way contract players, and all of the guys picked with the 58 selections in the NBA draft. I know that he wants to get it on. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's start with tier 22. Yes, there's 22 tiers in this. Uh, Tier 22 is a bigger one. It goes all the way through from player 70 through to player 82. And I believe in this list of players, there is only one player who was drafted. So we'll just run through these names quickly. Johnny Jujang uh, from Utah. Ron Harper Jr., who signed a two-way up in Toronto. Darius Days, who signed on in San Antonio. And... Maybe I could have separated this out with the guys who are on two ways having a little bit more security than the undrafted free agents who are on Exhibit 10s. But remember, it doesn't always have to be that way. Things can change. And we saw plenty of undrafted guys have impacts. Shout out Jose Alvarado. Those sort of guys can have impacts. So Darius Days in San Antonio. Darian Sebron in New Orleans, who was a guy that thought could have got drafted. But there is some upside there. Kofi Coburn in Utah. Iverson Molinar, point guard to the Bucks. Alondez Williams, two-way in Brooklyn. Colin Gillespie 
from Villanova. He's gone to Denver. So that's part of Tier 22. The rest of Tier 22, Jared Roden in Sacramento. The only drafted player in Tier 22, Tyrese Martin from Connecticut. He went to Atlanta with pick 51. Um, why is he down here with all these undrafted guys? I'm sure you're screaming, all the Tyrese Martin fans out there. Well, his college numbers, bad field goals, bad steals, bad blocks, bad assists, bad free throws. He's 23 years old, and he got picked at pick 51. So, yeah, that's why he's down here. Tevin Brown signed with Indiana. Tevin Brown is a, a guy whose translations aren't that bad, but he's like almost 24. He's over 23 and a half. So he's an older player there. And Bryson Williams has signed with the Miami Heat um, on a summer league deal, exhibit 10, 10 sort of thing. So he is you know, actually the 82nd ranked player on this list. Um, basically, all I did, everyone that I had done projections for, which was about 90 guys who ended up uh, getting signed, they are they are on this list. Simple as that. Um one guy who I haven't seen being signed anywhere, who's not on the list, is Huan Jung Lee. He would be in tier 22 most likely if he does end up getting signed to a team. But at the time of me recording this, he hasn't been signed, so I don't have him in my dynasty rookie ranks just yet. That brings us to tier 21, smaller tier. It's 63 through to 69. Giggity. Um, okay. Some a, a mix of guys here, drafted players and two-way guys. Aminu Muhammad, who went to the Philadelphia 76ers. Jamar Bouye from San Francisco. He went to the Miami Heat. Keon Alice signed a two-way with Sacramento, the guard out of um, uh, Alabama. We did a profile on him, so you can check that out on the channel. Uh, Orlando Robinson from Fresno State. We did a profile on him as well. He went to Miami. He's a very interesting player and some really de good development stuff there for Miami. Isaiah Mobley, who was drafted at 49. He is in this tier, tier 21. He went to Cleveland. Don't really think he's going to play too much there. Hugo Basson also drafted the last selection in the draft, I believe, at 58, going to the Milwaukee Bucks. And then Scotty Pippen Jr. going to the Lakers uh, on a two-way deal. So he'll get an opportunity. We know how the Lakers roster is constructed. He'll get an opportunity there. Uh, so he slides into tier 21. Let's have a look at tier 20. The tiers are, most likely, I think, as we go through here, going to get smaller. This is uh, 60 to 62 in tier 20. Musa Diabete from Michigan. He went to the Clippers at pick 43. I'm not massively high on him. So he is all the way down here in tier 20, Diabete. Um, why? Well, some poor defensive numbers, poor scoring numbers, bad, bad free throws. But you know, in a points league, maybe you can boost him up because you don't worry about that so much. And... He's got solid rebound numbers, which which does help in a points league. Um, and then two undrafted guys, Justin Lewis, who I thought should have been drafted, but ended up with a two-way with Chicago. Not a bad spot for him. I could see him pushing higher than this, actually. And then Jordan Hall into um, San Antonio. Really good passing numbers, good assist numbers. Some of the other stuff's a bit rough, but his assist numbers do make him interesting. So Jordan Hall as a guy signing in San Antonio. I don't think Jordan Hall signed a two-way. Sometimes a little bit hard to figure out who's on two ways, who isn't. No, he's not uh, on a two-way. So he's there just sitting in San Antonio. So let's head through to the next tier. That's tier 19. Got a couple of guys in here, one drafted, one not. Andrew Nemhard, who was a really high second round pick. Pick 31 for the Indiana Pacers. I didn't like the pick at all. 
So I don't rate him particularly high. Um, but he goes, he went to pick 31, but I've got him in the 58 to 59 zone, tier 19. And then the other one is Julian Champagny. Of course, his brother, Justin, was with Toronto last season, drafted in the second round. Champagny signed a two-way with Philadelphia. He's got some interesting statistical translations. He's 21 years of age, but he's in this tier 19 zone. So not particularly high, but still in a decent enough spot. Tier 18 and tier 17 are a bit more bulky. Tier 18, we've got 51 to 57. Ishmael Kamagate, who I do like, but he's going to stay overseas. And the situation in Denver is not ideal. But he's in here. Bryce McGowans, who I, I like them getting Bryce. That's the Charlotte Hornets. They got him at pick 40. His translations aren't great. So I have bumped him down here. JD Davison from Boston in tier 18. Jabari Walker from Portland. Yannick Nzoza from Washington, who had a really rough year, but the pedigree is high and he's unbelievably young. Trevion Williams, undrafted, but he went to Boston. They can use him like Al Horford and Grant Williams. They can develop these passing bigs. Rob Williams, great spot for Trevion. And then recently signed, when he wasn't signed when I did the draft recap the other day, Fembo Zheng from the G League Ignite. He's gone to Indiana. He's got some interesting numbers as well. So uh, tier 18, Kamagate, McGowans, Davison, Jabari Walker, and Zosa, Trevion Williams, and Fenbo Zheng rounds out tier 18. And I'm rounding out talking about Dynasty Rookies at the moment to tell you about betonline.net, your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. You can find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews and news, including this year's NHL NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. In, ca- in fact, not in case, in fact, there's a game today. Could be the end. It's game six. The Avalanche are up 3-2 and it is back in Tampa, but BetOnline does have the Avalanche as favored minus 110 and you get Tampa Bay for plus 100. So, relatively even odds. I do think the Avs will win and I do not want Tampa to win. Sorry if you are a Tampa Bay Lightning fan. BetOnline has all of your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more, and it remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. BetOnline is where the game starts. Boom. Shakalaka. Big news. NBA Jam. It is back. And it is back in arcade form. Arcade 1UP, the leader in at-home retro arcade games, is not only bringing the best game ever back, but they've made it bigger than ever with a a Shaq edition. Wow, Shaq. Is it the same size as Shaq? I hope so. People are obsessed with NBA Jam, and I'm thrilled to tell you that you can once again play NBA Jam. No fouls. No foul outs. No... Nothing ridiculous. No free throws. Just get out there and play NBA Jam. Balls on fire. We love it. Everything there. NBA Jam, one of the first games to have digitized in-game team licenses. And we remember the, the great pairings and who you're going to be, who you're going to use out there. Jordan and Pippen, Stockton Malone, whoever else was out there. Shaq and Penny. I think that was one of them. Anyway, Arcade 1UP. Arcade, the number one, up.com. And it's an estimated early September ship date. And they're also giving one away. An NBA Jam Shaq edition to a locked-on listener. Enter for a chance to win a game console for your games room. House, garage, wherever you're going to put it. So go to arcade1up.com slash locked on. That's arcade, the number one, up.com slash locked on. You've got until July the 8th to enter to win an NBA Jam Shack Edition console. Don't miss out. Enter today. Who are you going to play with? 
If you're in a dynasty league, you're looking to play with some of these blokes in tier 17. That is what they call a professional segue. Tier 17. Bunch of guys in this one as well. It's 44 to 50. Khalifa Diop, who is going to stay overseas as well from Gran Canaria. He went to Cleveland. There's not much playing time for a big man behind Isaiah Mobley and Jared Allen and Larry Markinen and Isaiah Mobley now. But Diop's a guy that maybe it's, you know, if he has an impact, it's probably not in Cleveland but you still take a little bit of an upside fly there. And it's all going to depend on your dynasty team as well. You're getting it zero from Diop this season. So yeah, where does he fit in comparison to a Kendall Brown who's in this tier or a Vince Williams who might play? Trevor Keels is also in this tier. He goes to New York. He'll have to sort of battle Quentin Grimes and Juice McBride and Isaiah, uh, Isaiah Emmanuel quickly in that backcourt and depending on what else they do there. So maybe the minutes won't come and he's a rookie, but yeah, there is some upside there with him. Max Christie, he's going to play. He was drafted by the Lakers with pick 35. His college stats are horrific, so that drops him down. But if you want to bet that that's an outlier, then you could easily bump him two to three tiers. I'm not ready to do that, but he could come in at tier 14 really comfortably because the playing time is going to be there. Pedigree is there. Gui Santos, I don't think he's coming across to Golden State this year, the Brazilian, um, but some really nice translation numbers for him. Don Barlow, two-way contract in San Antonio. I was shocked that he wasn't drafted, but getting a two-way with San Antonio, he will not play much this season at all, but he's got the size, the frame, and the upside again that if you do believe in it, no problem bumping him a little bit higher than this. Vince Williams, a little bit older, but Memphis, they pick these guys who have great fantasy skill sets and great analytic data. And Vince is another one of those. A bit of an underrated player who you can find here. My man, Mateo Spaniolo, he's not coming across this year, most likely for Minnesota, but as a guard, ball handler, great shooting player. I think there's a rotation role for him, but it won't be for a while. And then Kendall Brown, who had some high pedigree, good size, good frame, but real reluctance offensively. It's going to take a while to get coaxed out, but it was a great landing spot, a great um, draft value for the Pacers, so he's in this tier 17. So a mix of guys. Santos and Diop and Spaniolo, who aren't going to play this season in the NBA. You've got Barlow, who probably won't be in a rotation this year, nor will Kendall Brown, but you're going to have Christie, who will definitely play, and Keels, who might get some minutes there as well, but unlikely in New York. Tier 16, we're back to some smaller tiers now. I think most of these moving forward are going to be relatively small. At Tier 16, pretty interesting to see Kenny Lofton Jr., who was undrafted, but he did sign a two-way, so he's got a, a solid contract there with the Grizzlies. His translation numbers were really, really solid. Obviously, that's part of why he is here. He is, still hasn't turned 20, so that's super interesting as well. And Memphis, they figure stuff out with players. So I put a little bit of faith in that. Whereas on the other side of things, you've got Caleb Houston, who was picked at 32. I've got him all the way down in the 42 to 43 tier because I didn't like what he did at Michigan, but he's got age on his side. He's got some draft pedigree on his side, but I'm not as high on him. So he's been dropped down to tier 16. Tier 15 is a weird one. And I look back on it now as I'm talking to you about it. And I'm not sure that I love these guys here. But that's what's going to happen when you overanalyze and you look and you're going to change things. If I did this show in three days' times, I'd probably adjust you know, three or four of the guys straight off without anything actually changing. Tier 15 is, you know, it's pick 40 to 41, it's around that zone. Michael Foster Jr., who put up good numbers in the G League. He signed in Philadelphia. He might not play straight away, but I think there's some upside there. And Carlo Makovic, who was drafted by the Pelicans, who isn't going to play this year either. These guys might not contribute at all this season. Like, not, might not play at all. This is for two to three years' time. But there is upside in both of those guys. And that's why I've got them there. 
you know, you compare them to the guys in tier 16 like Caleb Houston or Kenny Lofton or the bunch of guys in 17 like Max Christie or even Don Barlow. I could easily argue for those guys to be ahead. This is relatively flat, this area, but there is significant upside. If you're taking a flyer on guys, Foster and Matkovic, if, you go, if you're pushing forward to the future, maybe. Tier 14, this is picks 37 through 39. Some guys that I like here that fell a little bit in the draft. Ryan Rollins went to Golden State. So I've bumped him up a few spots from his actual drafts position. Probably, again, not going to contribute much this season. EJ Liddell bumped him up a bit from his draft position. Thought he felt way too far in the draft. He's a bit undersized, but good defensive numbers. Really good fantasy translations. And that bumps him. And then Jaden Hardy, who, if Jaden Hardy had been picked in the 20s, it would give me more faith that the NBA liked him and we'd bump him to probably tier nine, tier 10 on this. But the fact that he lasted as long as he did to 37, he goes to Dallas where he might not play a role immediately and efficiency just might sink him completely for fantasy leagues. But in a points league, I would bump Hardy at least two to three tiers from here. That's one of his main issues. But he is there. I'm not super confident of having him in tier 14, but with the bad translation numbers the bad draft position, all that's a bit of a worry for where his actual value sits um, uh, as, as we move forward. Tier 13. So we're getting into the top 30 soon. This is 32 to 36, these guys. Kennedy Chandler, great landing spot. If Tyus Jones is gone, Chandler could actually be in the rotation straight away. And once, one thing we talk about a lot is players with high steal rates and that translates into NBA success. Chandler had a good steal rate. He's small, yeah. But as a solid guy who might get spot starts when Jar gets hurt, no Melton as well, remember, and Tyus might be gone. I like this. Gabriel Prochita thought he should have been a first-round pick. He is not going to play, I believe, this season for the Pistons. He'll stay in Italy, but there is real upside for him to be maybe even a top 20 player in this class if it all goes to, to plan. It might not. Athleticism might not translate as well as we hoped. Pat Baldwin Jr., Josh Minot, and Peyton Watson. There's just a ton of flyer guys here. Watson, bad stats in college. Terrible stats. Baldwin, bad stats in college. Terrible stats. Minot, shot under 10% from three, but he had good defensive numbers. But otherwise, overall, not a good skill set. Not good numbers. But there's good translatability for all of those guys. And this is really where we're looking at this tier, tier 13. It's like, take a flyer. Because these guys could all end up, all top 20, top 15 as opposed to the guys who are in tier 12 that we're going to get to in a second, where it's a little bit safer with those guys. You feel a little bit more confident in their level of production, but the upside swing isn't quite there with those guys coming in tier 12. So tier 13, Kennedy Chandler, Gabriel Prochita, Patrick Baldwin Jr., Josh Minot, and Peyton Watson in Denver. So now that we've talked about it, let's look at tier 12. That's 26 to 31. We've got Marjon Beauchamp, who I think is going to have a role for Milwaukee. I'm not sure how well it's going to translate statistically. I'm not sure he's ever going to translate statistical super, super well, but a role is going to be there for him. Oshay Agbaji, can he play minutes straight away with Cleveland? Probably, yes, but he's older, so that bumps him down quite a bit. And outside of shooting, I'm not really sure what else he's going to do. So yes, he was picked at 14, but he's in the 26 to 31 zone here for me, so I'm way down on him. Blake Wesley at San Antonio. Part of the Wesley ranking is you know, some efficiency issues, but also there's just a lot of guys there. 
they drafted Malachi Branham. There's DeJounte Murray. There's Josh Primo. There is Lonnie Walker's restricted rights. There's Devin Vassell. There's just a bunch of guys. Trey Jones, who can handle the ball and be in the backcourt. So there's a little bit of a block of the path for Blake Wesley, but upside is good. Christian Brown. Yes, Davon Reed was playing minutes for this team, so Brown could conceivably get those. He's got some okay skills. He's 21, he's 6'7", so all that works in his favor. The 21 doesn't, really. The the size works in his favor. There's something there. Wendell Moore Jr., some interesting statistical numbers. He's 21 as well. Heads to Minnesota. They need forward play. He can handle a bit. He can shoot a little bit. can defend okay. All that is okay, but is there upside in it? Can he be better than Torian Prince? Maybe. And then Jalen Williams, the big Jalen Williams. Pig Williams from Arkansas went to Oklahoma City. He was pick 34. There's a a huge opportunity for him. Can him and Chet work together? Can he overtake Darius Baisley and Alexei Pokyshevsky? Yeah, that's Jeremiah Robinson. Why not? These are not great players. He's a, and he had some really interesting numbers um, translating across. So he is in Tier 12, recapping Tier 12. Beauchamp, Agbaji, Wesley, Brown. That's Christian Brown. Wendell Moore and Jalen Williams, Pig Williams, the Big Williams out of OKC. When you want a part for your car, if you go to a local chain auto parts store, I don't know what to tell you. I think you're doing the wrong thing. Simple as that. Because the parts at those stores, they're too much. They're priced too high. You got to go there. You got to line up. You got to speak to the bloke behind the counter, and he's going to do your head in with unnecessary questions, and then charge you more for that privilege. Why would you pay 30, 50, 70, 100 percent more for the same parts for your car or truck? Go to Rock Auto. They're an online family business serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. Whether it's brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, or even new carpet, Rock Auto has everything that you would need for your car or truck. And when you go there, you're going to be so excited to see everything that they've got. So you're going to load up your car. You're going to put it all in there. And when you go to check out, they'll say, hey, love that you're doing this. Really love this. It's working perfectly for you. But how did you hear about us? And then you're going to go, ah, I know. I heard about you from Locked On. So write Locked On in there. How did you hear about us box? So that they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. We're getting towards the top now. Tier 11. Picks 23 through 25 in Dynasty Rookies. Nikola Jovic into Miami. A lot of people are super high on him. Not me, but a lot of people are. This was about the range. That, let me double check. I think I had him around this area. Got my little sheet in front of me. I had him going at 28 in my mock draft. He went at 27. So this is about where I think people think this is steal of the draft, but it is a great spot to go to Miami to try and develop him and work on him defensively. Hopefully the shooting gets up to an elite level. He's got some ball handling. He's not really probably going to play much straight away. But it's an interesting spot. So I bump him a little bit. I've got Christian Coloco, who was picked in the second round, to Toronto at 33. He's in tier 11. If he starts to develop a three-point shot, which I think is possible, he's got the shot blocking, the rebounding, the efficiency. It's all there. And the opportunity. And then, this one I don't know about, but hey, why not? Random undrafted players always always play. There's always someone who fires up. There's always someone where you look back and go, wow, he was undrafted. Shout out Fred Van Vliet. You know, he was undrafted. And now you'd take him top six in a draft or top 10 or whatever. I'm not planting my flag on this bloke because that sounds painful and I'm not confident with it. And I know if you're on YouTube, you can already see the name. Jean Montero for the Knicks. I've got him in tier 11. 
Is that wildly high? Probably. He had some very interesting numbers when he played in Spain. His numbers at Overtime Elite were okay. I'm not sure how he goes in the NBA, and it is a longer-term one. But someone is going to step up and surprise us. Why can't it be Montero? I think it might be. Tier 10. This is 19 to 22. Going with the other Jalen Williams. I don't have a good nickname for him. The Cruise. The Missile. Jalen Williams, the Missile from Oklahoma City. We've got him here. Malachi Branham from the Spurs. Big David Roddy, who I saw someone tweet out today, looked like Tyus Jones with the Super Soldier Serum, which makes me laugh. Really made me laugh a lot. So there's, there's a nickname there for Roddy. What can we call him? Captain uh, it's Captain Captain Roddy? Like Captain Rogers? I don't know. There's something there. I don't know what it is. Anyway, Super Soldier Serum. Triple S. There we go. Triple S, David Roddy. Um, I, thought, I didn't like the pick, but they made it. They like these guys, and he's here in 19 to 22. And then my man, Ty Ty Washington, who was picked at 29 by Houston. Kentucky guard bump, it's got to be. He is older as a freshman, um, but the opportunity is massive. And I give that bump. So I put him into tier 10, but realistically, he could be in tier 7. Tier 9 now. This is 17 to 18. Two players. Jake LaRavia, who went to Memphis, and Dalen Terry going to Chicago. I did not like Chicago picking Dalen Terry at 18. I thought there were better guys there. But they did it. Terry does have a fantasy-friendly game. Assists and steals. Low usage, but some good numbers. Rebounds, solid as well. And yeah, being invested in a pick 18. If he was picked at 30, I wouldn't have any interest in him in this area. But picking at 18 makes it make a little bit more interesting. With Lonzo and his injury concerns and whatever they do with Kobe. Well, I don't know. I don't know how much Terry plays. But there are some interesting fantasy repercussions there. So that's 17 to 18, LaRavia and Terry. Tier 8, it's pretty lonely in Tier 8. It's one bloke. It's the 16th pick. It's the 16th guy in my dynasty rankings. It's AJ Griffin. The shooting for him is really good. He didn't translate well fantasy-wise, even though I thought he should have been a higher pick than this. It, even if he was picked at 7, I probably would have had him at like 10 or 11 in dynasty ranks. He doesn't translate fantastically, but he sits in here nicely at pick 16 or number 16 on this list. Tier 7. Got old Cobra Kai Johnny Davis from the Wizards and Ujman Jeng from the Thunder. Pick 10 and 11 in the real draft. They're 14-15 in this list. Davis, the inefficiency worried me. Can he tone down his high usage and become really good efficiency-wise? His rebound numbers are already strong. But can he bring anything else? Can he assist? Can he get defensive numbers? Because he didn't. And he needs to. And he needs to bring the efficiency up. So that's why I've dropped him a little bit. Well, Jeng was horrendous and then pretty good. And he's got the frame. And the size to be a really good role player in the NBA or even push up into something higher than that. So I like taking that flyer there. I wouldn't mind going higher on him. He could easily push into six uh, for me, uh, Usman Jeng. At tier six, it's number 11 through number 13. Walker Kessler. I don't think Walker Kessler is going to be particularly good. But if he plays 21 minutes a night, his fantasy numbers are going to blow up. Not only does he have an unbelievable block rate, but he's got a really good steal rate. Good field goal percentage, good rebound numbers. All of this obviously works in his favor. And if you're in a points league, yeah, the blocks aren't worth as much, but his bad free throw percentage doesn't worry doesn't worry you that much. So he sits here. Um, again, will they try him and Towns together? I don't know. But if they do, then his upside significantly rises. I've got Jeremy Sohan here and Tari Eason. 
Similar players, good defensive guys with some offensive struggles, although Eason did have really high usage at LSU. That won't happen in the NBA, but they're going to make their money on rebounds and hopefully some field goal percentage and big defensive numbers. Rasohan's got a little bit more upside, I think, in passing. I hope. Tier 5. Two guys. This is 9 and 10. It's old Humpty Dumpty himself. Ex-Benedict Matherin from Indiana. Didn't like the pick necessarily. I think he's okay. But what does he bring to the fantasy table? Scoring? Sure. And, and then what? Well, that's, the, that's the question that has to be answered. So while he was picked at 6, I wouldn't pick him there because I just don't think there's a well-rounded fantasy game here in Matherin at this point. But the pedigree, the age, the, some of the scoring ability gives him value still. We just push him down to tier five. And then big Mark Williams from the Charlotte Hornets. Now, if we're doing this as a redraft league for rookies, Williams is probably in the top three, top four. He will have an impact in Charlotte. But like when we've spoken about guys like Isaiah Stewart in the past, they've got opportunity. There's good numbers. But is he good enough to be the center that you bank on for seven years? And I don't know that Williams is. So that's why he's pushed down a little bit here. So I, I don't know that he will be the guy that Charlotte will go, all right, we're set now. Let's go. We've got our center. There's no problems. Three years time, he might be still putting up good numbers, but it might start to drop away. Shout out to someone like Tom Bryant, for example, in Washington as well. Tier four. It's four guys in this tier. This is numbers five through eight. It's Dyson Daniels of New Orleans. It's Shaden Sharp of Portland. And then it's the two Pistons, Jaden Ivey and Jalen Duran. Shaden Sharp is probably out of this group. I might even take him ahead of Ivey. We've got no stats to really base on him apart from EYBL, which are pretty good numbers. But the upside for him is tremendous. But he's probably all... And the, and the reason why, again, he's not higher than this Sharp is that for years one and two, does he do anything? Does he contribute at all for Portland? I don't know. At least year one, I don't think he's going to do much at all. So it's a little bit of a lost year. I can say probably the same for Daniels as well, who, who might not do much initially, but could really develop into a consistent top 40 fantasy player if things all come together. And then for Jaden Ivey, yes, it's a great spot for him. He'll get a lot of minutes, but a lot of his stuff from Purdue wasn't great for fantasy. Efficiency was a problem. His assist numbers weren't particularly high, and now Cade's going to be the one running that, not him. He didn't bring big defensive numbers either. So that's somewhat of a concern. Efficiency, assists, defensive numbers. He'd want a point guard to do a few of those things and he didn't really do it. So while I liked him and I thought it was great for Detroit to get him at that spot, he doesn't push into the higher zones for me for fantasy. And then Jalen Duran's here as well. He, you know, probably supplants Isaiah Stewart and he's 18 and a half that the age really works in his favor. Really big upside for him. And I think he is a guy that you can probably hope to bank and build around as a center. Tier three is pretty lonely for Keegan Murray. He sits there on his own. While I didn't like the Kings picking him there, he does have a really interesting fantasy game. Steals, blocks, rebounds, hyper-efficiency. I don't think he'll be that guy in the NBA. And I don't think he's really ever got top 20 upside for fantasy leagues. But Tobias Harris, maybe? Could he be that guy for 10 years? That's still pretty good. That's still pretty useful. Tier 2 is also lonely. It's Jabari Smith for Houston. Smith might have pushed into tier one had he been drafted at number one overall. Maybe, because he would have been given a lot more usage. But I thought that would have been actually not good for him as a player. Here, his usage will be lower. He'll still shoot well. But it doesn't enable the gigantic upside for fantasy. 
sitting in Houston. So he's at number three in tier two. And of course, I know you know who's in tier one. Whichever order you want to have them in, that's up to you. But tier one is Chet Holmgren and Paolo Banquero. I have them at Holmgren one, Banquero two. They both moved into perfect positions to me for them to fulfill what they need to do. I think that this will probably be the order they go in redrafts as well. They both should be top 70 redraft players, would be my guess. Um, I think Chet's got top 15 overall upside, and Paolo's got probably top 20 overall upside, maybe even top, maybe top 15 as well. And I don't think there's a wrong answer as to which one you pick at one. I, I would pick Chet, but I wouldn't besmirch you taking Paolo. That's why I've got them together. If you took Jabari number one over these two guys, I would say I don't think that's right. If you took Keegan Murray over these guys at number one, I'd say I don't think that's right. If you took Paolo over Chet, I'd go, I wouldn't, but I get it. And that's why I've got them there in that tier. So that's where we sit with the tier list. Go back and have a look at it. Do you want me to run through um, the early stuff on it? Maybe I should. All right, so we start off with Chet and Paolo in tier one, Jabari Smith two, Keegan Murray three, Daniels, Sharp, Ivy, and Duran in four. Matherin and Mark Williams in five. Kessler, Sohan, and Eason in six. John Davis and Jeng in seven. AJ Griffin in eight. LaRavia and Dalen Terry in nine. Jalen Williams, the cruise missile, in at, uh, with Malachi Branham and David Roddy and Taito Washington at 10. Then you've got Jovic, Coloco, and Montero at 11. And the rest you can go back and check out. And that will do it. For me today, let me know, of course, in the comments what you agree with, what you disagree with, what you think of the Dynasty Rookie Rankings. And I'll be back tomorrow with something. I don't know what, but I will be back tomorrow with something. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you are here on YouTube, thumb it up. Leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.